home. She felt settled, as if a part of herself had been restored. Gazing out at the water, sparkling in the pale sun, she thought of the countless times her mom had talked about how lucky they were to call this town home. How the Chesapeake Bay, Thomas's passion and life's work, was such an amazing estuary and such a national treasure. She hadn't appreciated that then, but on a day like today she did. She could even admit she admired Thomas's dedication to preserving the bay. Glancing at the car's clock, she saw that she was running later than she'd planned. She drove on to Bree's theater, the real love of her friend's professional life. She'd promised Bree she'd write a few songs for this year's Christmas play, a play Bree herself had scripted. The prospect of such a collaboration, of possibly reaching a whole new audience with her songs, had been impossible to resist and it had given her the perfect excuse to flee Nashville during the holidays. She'd stuck it out there the year before after her breakup with megastar Caleb Green, mostly to prove to everyone that she was doing just fine. But a second year of loneliness during this special season? She simply couldn't face it. Inside the cozy theater, Jenny shrugged out of her coat and headed for the rehearsal hall, which echoed with childish squeals and laughter, and the occasional snatches of applause. She walked into the room just as silence fell. A sea of rapt young faces stared at Bree, her dark red hair pulled back in a loose ponytail, curls lit with sparkling highlights escaping around her pale as porcelain face. Though she was in her thirties, she looked younger. And once again the whole town felt the magic of the seashore, Bree concluded with a dramatic flourish. The children, many of whom Jenny recognized as the newest generation of O'Briens, applauded enthusiastically. A smile split Bree's face at their exuberance, then widened when she spotted Jenny at the back of the room. She jumped up, leaving two young women in charge of the energetic children, and ran to embrace Jenny. When the women waved, Jenny realized with a sense of shock that they were Bree's sister Abby's twin daughters. "'Welcome home!' Bree said, enveloping her in a hug. Thanks, Jenny said. She nodded in the direction of the twins. Caitlin and Carrie? Bree laughed at her amazement. Can you believe it? They're all grown up. Abby's still reeling about that. As for Trace, I'm afraid their stepfather is having a very difficult time thinking they're old enough to date, much less be on their own at college. He has this mile-long list of rules for them while they're home on break from school. They're convinced he lives in the Dark Ages. I've read the list. Abby showed it to me. They could be right. Jenny laughed. (laughs) I can imagine. Those girls might not be his biologically, but Trace was always as protective as if they were. He's much worse than their dad, who's always indulged their every whim to make up for not being around, Bree said then winced. Sorry, I didn't mean to be insensitive. Jenny shrugged. Things with my dad are what they are. I've gotten over the fact that he's not the least bit interested in me or my life. It's been years since I had so much as a birthday card, much less a call from him. But you have a stepfather who does care, Bree reminded her pointedly. My Uncle Thomas really wants to be part of your life. Jenny held up a warning hand. Don't go there, okay? Bree sighed. Just saying, he's a great guy to have in your corner.
Jenny deliberately turned away and glanced around. She realized then that she and Bree were the center of attention for some of the children, including her half-brother. Sean Michael O'Brien, who'd turned four a few months back, was studying her with a quizzical expression, as if not quite sure who she might be but clearly thinking he ought to know. With his bright red curls and blue eyes, he was unmistakably all O'Brien. The Collins' jeans had apparently been no match for his Irish heritage. Jenny forced her gaze back to Bree. So you've been trying the story out on a captive audience? She teased, determined to lighten the mood and change the uncomfortable subject. Bree laughed, her expression unapologetic. There are a lot of young O'Briens. They make a great test group to be sure the story will appeal to all ages. And my sisters and sister-in-law get free babysitting. With their